Bad news for us, good news for someone else. We might uh, maybe about to have a new uh, millionaire in the world. Lebia Silverton about to make his announcement. Not taking the OU visit, not taking the Ohio State visit. Uh, he's going to announce any minute now. Lebia Silverton, five-star defensive lineman out of the state of Georgia. OU is heavily in on this recruitment. Uh, Parker, has anything happened the previous 24 hours to make us think it's not going to be A&M here? It'll be A&M. It'll be A&M. It will be. Now, we're just... I'm literally refreshing Twitter, waiting for the news to drop. Dude, there's not I'm even still... an OU hat on the table! There's not? No! There's a Georgia hat, an A&M hat, and an wow. Oregon hat. I just pulled that up. Wow! Dang! Wow! Wow, we really wasted you guys' time the past month. Sorry about that. Sorry. But hey! Wow! So optimistic there for a decent stretch that it could happen. They they didn't make the table seriously. Come on, Lebius, you can do better than that. Wow, he straight up left OU off the table a- and Ohio State. But <laughs> dang, dude. Okay, now I really feel bad for the content the past month. That's wild. I mean, look, I I don't want to get all conspiracy theorists, and I don't want to sit here but... and say money, 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 money. But I mean. How much money is involved here such that LT Overton canceled visits to Ohio State and Oklahoma? Yeah, um, maybe they even gave him an extra ten grand at A&M for telling him to not put the OU and Ohio State hats even on the table. <laughs> That's tough, man. I, I mean, no one thought that he was going to pick OU today, but to not even be... An option. That's that's kind of that that's a hit a little bit. Ugh, man. That, that one's that's that's tough. Well, A and M is about to build on the greatest or highest rated recruiting class ever. Let's see if it turns into something. Yeah, and by the way, the uh, the text line is already firing Brent Venables. Really? Yeah. This Nuh-uh. we we talked we were talking about this at the end of last hour. Uh, someone texted, sent this in for Wednesday. Needs to be reiterated. Now that one is off the board, Venables needs to land two of Overton, Hicks, and Renaud, or else he's not the guy. Wow. Already. Oh, you can't afford to wait until 2024 to have a good class and walk into the SEC limping. Of course, the reaction on the Air Comfort Solutions text line was excellent because any anytime anyone sends a stupid text, it's immediately drowned out by a bunch of human beings with common sense. Yeah. Such as this person that says, that guy is a clown. And this listener that says, please don't read texts from 24-year-old weirdos living in mama's basement. Zero clue. I mean, it it was a fine take. He just needed to not say, or he's not the guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, right. if you want to say that he needs to land, like, a couple of those guys, then, I mean, sure. yeah, I am, I'm, I'm totally down for that. But I don't think that that is going to define if, if he's the right I mean one way or the other if he's the right guy or not I mean there's a lot more work to do than just that I, I, I tell you what Tyler DJ Hicks goes and signs with A&M let's get the buyout ready man I guess so uh, great text to lead things off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. He's got the OU hat in his lap. That would be epic. <laughs> that actually would that be. That would be epic. Uh, Fred Taylor, former running back at Florida and for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he was telling a story uh, on a Barstool podcast about how he took close to 50 grand from Georgia and didn't, didn't end up uh, playing in Athens, ended up signing with Florida. How awesome would it be if – 
Lebius got some money up front from A&M. Took said money from A&M up front, but uh, has the OU hat in his lap and ends up picking the Sooners instead. I'm not holding my breath, and I'm not trying to get your hopes up for that. I'm just saying that a surprise here would be uh, would be really awesome. Well, what could have been? The five-star drought continues. <laughs> Even Eric the Mets fan says that's because the OU hat is in the bag under the table. Hey, maybe uh, maybe everyone's remaining optimistic throughout this. But here's one of my pet peeves, man. And I understand okay. it's the it's the kids' moment. It's the biggest moment in their lives and everything. And I'm sure that you know this firsthand. But 2 o'clock means 2.20, 2.30 in the world of uh, announcements and commitments. Particularly and televised days, announcements. Dude, like, isn't that so annoying? 2 o'clock, all right, and then you sit around for... 20, 25 minutes for the kid to walk in and finally make his decision. If that's a, if that's something that annoys me, it has to annoy you. Well, it's just you get to a certain point and it's like going to the dentist, right? You show up with the expectation that you're going to wait a few minutes. Golly, man, it's it's ridiculous. Overton doesn't even deserve an OU hat. That's on the text line. <laughs> wow. Vitriol. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. But uh, once that official decision to A&M is uh, passed down, we'll, we'll let you know. How about some good news, huh? We're not going to flood in the bad news today on this Friday, okay? Number 37 in your programs, number one in your hearts, Justin Harrington is back on the football team. Oddly enough, I made a comment yesterday about Justin Harrington being told by the current staff that Yay, you were in the portal, you did that before the season, thanks, but no thanks. That was true at a time, but Parker, what happened in the past few weeks for Brent Vittables and the staff to be like, yeah, Justin Harrington, you can exit the portal and come back to OU? What's the timeline of events here? Well, I think probably what happened is they, they came to a mutual agreement, which is... No, Justin Harrington wanted to come back. As early as December, he wanted to come back. But the way that he went about leaving the program in the first place, for him to come back would be antithetical to everything that Brent Venables has preached from day one as Oklahoma's head football coach. And so if Justin Harrington was going to come back, there were going to have to be some stipulations. And there are. He got stripped of his jersey number, and he's no longer on scholarship. He is a walk-on right now. He's going to have to earn that scholarship back. So Justin Harrington is paying his own way, at least for now, because he is going to have to prove it to everybody. This is a testing ground for him, in essence, because particularly with the coaching staff, they don't know him. All they know is that he left. So – He's going to have to win some favor. He's going to have to win some trust. And he's going to have to prove that he's serious about this second chance and this new lease on life at the University of Oklahoma. Man, uh, you know, we talked about make or break springs, what, a couple days ago. And, and you made the comments exactly right. A guy that we've been, you know, using that with for three years now has, has been offensive lineman Bray Walker. But in terms of a guy that's. You know, we really haven't seen on the field, but there's been so much hype and excitement from the fan base the past two to three years, Parker. I would put Justin Harrington in that category. And there was so much excitement from Justin Harrington initially 
because of the size and frame. Six foot three, two fourteen. He fit into what exactly OU was trying to get to with its DBs. Uh, big, long, physical, athletic, all that. So that is one thing that that is working for him right now is that with measurables, he is the type of defensive back that this staff wants. Six foot three, two fourteen, and and very athletic. So he's got a he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Oh man, there. Tyler, he looked good in practice today, too. He looked good. Like, that was not a dude that looked like he just took six months off of football. I mean, he was impressive. He's I mean, obviously he's big, but he's muscular. He's still in football shape. And he just looked motivated. You know, you can you can kind of tell when you scan a football field just by the way guys move and the way they hit, which dudes have a little extra fire under their belly. And maybe it's just day one. Maybe it's just the excitement of being back out there again. But Justin Harrington was moving with a purpose today, man. Well, he, he better, as a walk-on, he better be moving like that every <laughs> single day if he wants to make a, an impact with this team because you said the scholarship was taken away, the jersey number was taken away, he's very much having to earn his place back out on the team, and he's starting from behind as well, man. I mean, That's true. You know, you, you say that he looks good out there. I don't doubt that. And not that he's, you know, four months behind an install or anything like that, but he is behind on an install – he, he's going to have to look that motivated every single day here moving forward if he's going to get a chance because he's – how many years of eligibility does, does he have Well, left? that's the other thing, too. Unless he appeals for additional yeah. eligibility, this is it that, right that's, here. That's what I thought. So he's got to make a move during spring. He's got to make a move now. Like, to revisit the same conversation we had two days ago, Parker, throw Justin Harrington, uh, throw Justin Harrington in the list of make-or-break springs for a guy. He is – a hundred percent on that list, if not at the uh, at the front of it. Because if it doesn't happen this year, exactly, it's not happening. Exactly. And I guess okay. So he didn't play in twenty twenty because of the injury. He only played four games. It might actually have only been three games before he made the decision to hit the transfer portal in twenty twenty one. So mm-hmm. I I would figure he probably will appeal for additional eligibility, provided he demonstrates this twenty twenty two season that. He's actually got good football left in him, which I, I know it's you know day one impression, but he looks like he's got some football left in him. So maybe this isn't the make or break year, but when you consider just how deep Oklahoma is in the defensive backfield right now, there is a lot on his shoulders in terms of being able to catch up to the guys that, as you mentioned, Tyler, have a natural leg up right now on Justin Harrington. Yeah, uh, Air Cover Solutions text line, okay, guys, so really – what is Oklahoma going to, to, to do to compete, uh, compete in the NIL age? Jeez, if I could talk. The OU exchange plan sounds okay, but what is happening with all that? Um, this might be unpopular, and you may disagree. I'm not freaking out about OU's handling of the NIL situation based on this whole deal with Lebius Overton. I'm not. I, I I still like OU's going to be involved in NIL, guys. They are, but not to the extent of Texas A&M. Even though they're going to lose out on this five-star defensive lineman recruitment, I'm still on board with the way that they're handling it, Parker. We talk about culture all the time. You can't buy that with NIL. Like it, it's okay. It stinks. Yeah. I mean, you thought at one time you were going to going to get this kid, but five-star defensive lineman will happen. At, yes, at some they point. will. And. The guys that are just out there to get the bag and the guys that turn their recruitments into a bidding war, 
those aren't gonna those guys aren't gonna be a cultural fit at Oklahoma anyway. Those aren't gonna be the type of players that Brent Venables wants in his locker room. So Oklahoma's strategy in terms of recruiting is going to pay dividends. You will see it pay dividends. Maybe it didn't pay dividends immediately with LT Overton, but you have to consider the fact that this staff, much like the conversation we were just having with Justin Harrington, I mean, they were significantly behind the eight ball as well in the recruitment of LT Overton, having just come over from Clemson and still being less than four months on the job. So this all came together very quickly. You kind of got the impression that provided Oklahoma did indeed get the last official visit and LT got the chance to talk to Venables and Bates and got the chance to experience the spring game at the on the campus of the university that his dad played at, that maybe OU would pull out the upset and be able to overcome the lead that A&M had. Didn't happen. It is what it is. You move on. You take the two scholarships that you had reserved for LT and Micaiah, and you distribute them elsewhere, and you go play football this fall with the intention and the expectation that you're going to compete in the Big 12 with or without the five-star defensive lineman that would have been an outstanding cherry on top, sure, but doesn't break the bank. I know you guys are kidding, but can you stop with this? Because I can't even get on social media today since it's April Fool's Day. Hat under the table would be appropriate on April Fool's Day. Uh, It's April Fool's Day, Overton picks the Sooners. Like, there's at least for a split second I have to go back and search on Twitter and just to see if that's actually true or not. I know it's not true. This would be the most well-coordinated April Fool's Day joke of all time. (laughs) Right? Seriously. But dang! Not even a hat on the table for uh, Levius Overton. He's set to announce any second now, and I'm uh, I- I'm sure by the time we get back from a break, Parker, there still won't be an official announcement made. But once or maybe it happens, there will be. Who knows? Once it drops, we'll let you know. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text oh, line. There it is. Just committed to A&M. Hmm. All right. There he is. Done and done. The uh, officially high, official, the highest ranked class ever, just got uh, just got stronger. Air Cover Solutions text line. Keep t- uh, sending in those team questions. We'll get to that on the other side. 405-651-3439. It's locked in right here on the ref. Locked on with McComas and Thune, right here on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Levius Silverton picks Texas A&M today. Didn't even have an OU hat on the table. He added an A&M hat. And Oregon hat, and who a am I? Georgia hat. And a Georgia hat in there. Yeah, so I guess that was the top three, even though OU finished in the top five. Go figure. Air Coverage Solutions text line, a lot to get to. 405-651-3439. We players, not me players. They want to go for money, let them. I'm probably in the minority. I don't think that that, I don't think you're in the minority with that. Now, I, I do think that there is, and we've already seen it on the text line, Parker, some small panic saying, okay, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We, we, we got to start going heavy NIL. NIL. What are we going to do? What are we going to Can't allow this to happen. What are we going to Calm down. It's all right. There's just one kid, and, and nobody's playing the NIL game as heavy as A&M is right now. I'm not going to overreact because of how this situation ended up being. And, in fact, I, I don't think that you do overreact about NIL because um, NIL legislation is nine months old today. Yeah, also, you you apparently were behind Oregon and Georgia, not not just behind Texas A&M. Like, you had a ways to go here. So I, I'm just not going to overreact to OU need, needing to abuse the NIL system with this. And they won't need to, because 
that's not OU. That that's not what OU wants to be associated with. And that I think is an issue that Texas A&M hasn't really considered yet. What happens if none of this goes down the way that they figure it will? What if they continue to win eight, nine games a season? What if they don't win the SEC? What if they don't make the college football playoff? What if none of that comes to fruition? And at the end of the day, all that your reputation consists of is, oh, yeah, those it's the school that all those guys go to to get paid. That's going to lose a lot of luster if you don't win football games. No doubt, man. It's going to be looked at as a short-sighted move. Where's your where, Where's the long-term game? You know, where are you going to – Get best developed. Where's your best chance to win a championship and uh, get drafted high in the NFL? Someone asking about the uh, the corner transfer from Wyoming. You got any uh, info on that uh, one? Yes, C.J. Colden. Uh, he is joining the team in June, uh, is finishing up academically at Wyoming this semester, so that is why he's not with the team as of right now. But will join in June. I really like C.J. Colden. I think he's going to make a push for playing time. I figure he'll crack the two deep at Oklahoma at the outside corner position. And, man, Kanai Walker has been really impressive. I'll say that much from what I've seen in practice. I, I'm hesitant, and the reason I'm hesitant is because he didn't do a whole heck of a lot at Louisville. And you can make the argument, well, okay, he was a true freshman. Yeah, young player. How, how, many, how many true freshmen actually make an impact in year one? I get that, but that's kind of why I'm holding the phone on the Kanai Walker hype because he's only played one year of college ball. You look at C.J. Colden, he's played five years of college football at Wyoming. So, okay, let, let's. Uh, I trust him a little bit more. On that subject, stock, like, based on what we're hearing, things that we've heard so far early on in camp, um, one or two guys stock that you're buying. Now, I, I came prepared for this segment today, Parker, and I was going to shout Jaleel Farouk from the rooftops. And not that his stock wasn't already pretty high after the Alamo Bowl, but I heard Brandon Drum say, you know, the exact same thing about 45 minutes ago with you and Steely. I'll, I'll still say Jaleel Farouk. I think Jordan Mukes could be another guy that you could buy st- a stock on right now. So I feel like I've kind of tipped my hand the last couple days, though, because like Ethan Downs. If there are two two guys that I'm absolutely buying stock on. It's Ethan Downs and Javante Barnes. Yeah, we had a text, Javante Barnes, starter by the OU Texas game. Ugh. Man, I, I still Ugh. think Eric Gray's going to have a, a, a real I, – I think Eric Gray's going to have his best year as a college football running back. So, I'd say no to that. Can Javante Barnes be a contributor by the OU Texas game? Absolutely. He could be a contributor will, by game one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is he going to be the number one running back? I would, I would still lean Eric Gray at this point. But we got a long way to go, I, though. I'll on that. say this much: I spoke to a very well placed source last. Well, actually, a couple last night. One of them said Javante Barnes is the most complete back on the roster right now. He just needs to figure it all out, like every freshman does. Another one said, that dude's the best pure runner that has been around here in a long, long time. Yeah, but... And, you know, I, I, I made the comparison. I think he's going to be 2017 Rodney Anderson. Not necessarily this year, but I think down the road, that's the type of production that you're going to be able to expect because Rodney Anderson didn't have a whole lot of carries that year. 
if I recall correctly. Well, he didn't. He, averaged... he, he didn't emerge until after the Texas game exactly. in 2017. And yeah. See, this is this is part of the reason why Javante Barnes came to Oklahoma in the first place is because he didn't want to be carrying the ball 30 times a game. He liked the timeshare approach that Oklahoma had used. He liked the development that he could attain under Demarco Murray. And so, from a fit standpoint, OU made a lot of sense. Now, for that reason, I'm not of the impression that the Sooners are ever going to be in a situation where they're handing the ball to Javante Barnes 25 times a game. Mm -mm. I think it will be him plus another guy, whether that's Eric Gray this year or Gavin Sawchuck next year or maybe somebody like Trey Wisner a couple years down the road. One way or another – I don't think Javante Barnes is ever going to see the type of workhorse usage that DeMarco Murray got when he was on campus at Oklahoma in the late 2000s. And I see a lot of DeMarco Murray and Javante Barnes's game, but that's the reason why that's not the comp that I've used. Because with what you saw from Rodney Anderson, nearly 1,200 rushing yards in 2017 and double-digit touchdowns with limited carries, I think that's much more – that much better approximates what you're going to get from Javante. Yeah, Barnes. there's nothing holding him back from having a great career here, but in terms of having a great year one as a true freshman, he's going up against a guy that's played a lot of college football, so there's a level of trust there that DeMarco Murray and that this offensive staff is going to have. And mentally, it can, can, is, will, will Javante Barnes be ready to contribute Game one. Maybe, Parker, again, we, we've got a long way to go. Just the only thing I think going up against him in year one is just that. I, if there's a guy that you can trust in the backfield right now, it's, it's Eric Gray. Is A&M taking Lebius Overton's brother, Micaiah, uh, also? Yes. Yes. Now, this is a great decision for Lebius. Not such a great decision for Micaiah and they were a package deal Parker and maybe Micaiah is getting an NIL deal also I have no idea but in terms of his opportunity to get out on the, get out on the field and play this is probably the worst decision that uh, that Lebius could have made he will never see the field today and I, I don't he won't. think there's, so there's no way he can there's no way he can and, and it was going to be tough for him to break through at any of the schools mentioned I mean and maybe his best chance was going to be at an Oregon or an Oklahoma, but even that was going to be a, be tough for a guy that had what one tackle last year at Liberty. There's like he might be twelfth on the depth chart right now on the defensive line at A and M. Well, that no means, joke. That means they have twelve defensive linemen. Then if they have fifteen defensive linemen, he might be fifteen on the list. Parker. Yeah, I just I, he's he's a tag along. That's all he is right now. Texas A&M wasn't pursuing him because they thought he could be anything special, not to say that Oklahoma was or that Oregon was, but Texas A&M didn't even offer him a scholarship. When talking about running backs, why do we always skip over Marcus Major? I, hey, I don't skip over Marcus Major, and I don't really feel like we do. He's the real wild card in this whole thing. You know, the, the, the running backs last year, Parker, were looked at probably as a dis- – well, Kennedy Brooks still had a really nice year, but – maybe looked at as not as talented as they've been in years past. In just a year's time, this this running back room, if everything happens the way that it could potentially happen, this has a chance to be a, a really deep running back core. 
If Eric Gray continues the development that sounds like what's happening right now, if Marcus Major turns into that dude that I've been talking about, that downhill runner, that guy that can lower and uh, and bring the pop, if Javante Barnes is kind of what you're thinking that he might be this year, there's a real chance, and Marcus Major would factor into this trio, but there's a real chance OU has a really strong trio at running back this year. And I keep saying I think that Dylan Gabriel is going to be the best quarterback in the Big 12 Maybe, just maybe, OU has the best core of, of backs in the league this year, too. Man, and you don't you, you got to keep in mind, too, Gavin Sawchuk is going to be yeah. in the mix. And I've heard really good things about Tawi Walker as well. So you have five dudes I think that there's a lot of confidence in with regard to the Oklahoma backfield. And, yeah, Eric Gray is going to lead the charge, at least initially. I believe that. I think Javante Barnes is going to be at least second on that depth chart, though. And... I, I I really don't know what to think of Marcus Major, and I've said that before. I just, at a certain point, I have to see it to believe it. And he's a guy that's fair. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that has flashed time and time again, but he's struggled to stay on the field consistently. He's struggled to develop consistency. I want to say in 2020, outside of that game he had against Florida, he averaged like three yards per carry on the season. Everybody, so, everyone ran the ball well against Florida. Yes, even so, Seth McGowan ran it well at that that game. He's been up and down. I just I got to see it all gel for Major. That's hey, that's that's totally fair, man. Um, and I know that everyone's starting with a blank ca- canvas, but the way that this coaching staff you know took away Justin Harrington's number and took away his scholarship. I wonder how the staff feels about the academic situation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, yeah. that, that happened with Major last year. Everyone's starting with the blank canvas again, but it seems like this staff takes into account those things. Like, well, the team last year couldn't trust you. Are we 100% sure that we can trust you this year? Are you going to do the things necessary to where we can count on you and you will be out on the field? I know, but that the, the running backs got a chance to be good this year, man, if they take care of business. 405-651-3439. Still so many texts to get to on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll do our best to hit more of those coming up next segment. But who's going to be in town this weekend for a recruiting trip? We'll tell you coming up next on the other side. Five-star defensive lineman Lebius Overton announces Texas A&M. That happened about 20 minutes ago. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Right here on the Ref Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Parker, uh, who's going to be in town this weekend? Do we get a uh, by-Job visit? We do get a by-Job visit. He will be in town. He is one of four. Uh, Phil Picciotti, four-star linebacker out of the state of Pennsylvania, is in town. I actually saw him at practice this morning, so he's already here. uh, Taking it all in. This is his third unofficial visit to OU. What? Yeah, you know, it's... Jeez. It's no doubt it's hard to believe that you pull a Pennsylvania kid out of Pennsylvania and Phil Picciotti has family, uh, familial connections. Uh, I believe an uncle that played football at Pittsburgh. He's got family with connections to Penn State. So, you know, that has all the makings of a close-to-home type of recruitment. But at the same time, it's worth noting, at the very least, that the dude's been to Oklahoma three times. So the Sooners appear to be, at the very least, a consideration. How serious of a consideration? Not really sure yet. But, yeah, that's what's up. Is it just me? um, Or, I don't know, I I guess I feel like in in this year's class and the next, 
that there's more kids than normal that have just taken this many official visits. You mentioned a kid from the state of Pennsylvania has taken three unofficial visits. Uh, You've got a four-star offensive tackle from, what, the Kansas City area that's taken how many unofficial visits has he taken? Six, seven? Caden Green is who I'm talking about. He's taken five. Five It'll unofficial six visits. At the spring game. And then you, you've got a uh, Notre Dame commit right now from uh, D- he's from Denton that's taken what four or five. Uh, is it just and me he's here right now? Is, is it just me or is this happening more uh, more often? No, it is. It is happening more often, and I think that speaks to culture and the fact that Brent Venables is emphasizing, hey, we need to have investment from you if we're going to invest in you. And you you brought up the other guy right there, Peyton Bowen and his younger brother, Eli. Both of them are in town right now for yet another visit to Oklahoma. Peyton Moan's committed to Notre Dame. He committed to Notre Dame on New Year's Day. He's already been to Oklahoma multiple times since he committed to Notre Dame. Wow. Read between the lines there. Okay, if it's going to flip, do you feel like this would be the weekend that it would flip, that we're going to see it kind of unravel next week? I've... I've got a suspicion this weekend might be when it flips. It kind of, yeah, it kind of, like after a certain point, you've been committed, now you're at practice. It feels like this is the keep using make or break and, you know, topics this week, but this is kind of the, you know, make or break situation for, for this recruitment, one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, now listen, no, nobody go out there and say, well, Parker Thune thinks that he, he, said, he said Peyton Bowen was going to flip. I think there's a possibility it happens this weekend. We will see. But one thing I think for certain is that you don't keep showing up to Oklahoma, Tyler, especially while committed to another institution. If Oklahoma isn't where you want to be in your heart of hearts, and Peyton Bowen hasn't visited anywhere else. That's a thing. I it's mean, been just OU. You take an unofficial or you take an official as a committed guy just to make sure, right? Like, okay, I think I've made the right decision, but I've got time. I've got these visits. I've got the abilities to do so. Let, let me take another visit here. Let me take in practice and just make sure. You're right, man. When you take multiple unofficial visits to one school, and it's not like you know we're talking about North Texas where he can just drive across town and go to practice anytime he wants. We're talking about you know a two and a half, what two two and a half hour drive uh, that he's coming to OU for. So that's that's something that's something there. That's something there. You should be very optimistic about that and. A kid that you should want on your roster moving forward. I can I can tell you that much. Good I player. I do not think one way or another that Peyton Bowen is going to stay committed to Notre Dame. No, I no I look I, not even talking to the kid or talking to anyone close to the situation, but I know enough just you know looking at it from the outside that can I that I can tell you, or that at least I could put in my own crystal ball that I think he'll end up at OU. You don't take that many unofficial visits and not end up at that place. I want to say this is number four overall for Peyton Bowen. Yeah, that sounds right. So, I think the big thing is what happens with little bro. And Eli Bowen is a high-end FBS defensive back in his own right. And so I think if he gets the offer, that may accelerate the whole process. So keep an eye on that. If you see Eli Bowen post an offer from Oklahoma this weekend, 
that's a pretty good sign that things are moving in the right direction and maybe moving even faster than we had initially anticipated. Well, we've already seen one instance where OU will offer the brother of another player that they really want. They may not want one brother, but to get the other oh, no, one, they know how important me. it is. Believe me, you want both of these brothers. You want both yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I'm just saying that we've, we've, these two are good. we've seen it to where they'll offer the brother that, you know, maybe they wouldn't take in any other situation. They'll offer him a scholarship just to get the other one. Hey, uh, a couple quick texts. Love BV's policy of if you commit to OU, you can't visit anywhere else. Curious if he also goes the other way around. For example, if a player Overton commits to a school but still wants to visit OU, would BV not let him? Well, it's the situation that we literally just got done talking about. You have a Notre Dame commit that's taken multiple unofficial visits. So if you are a committed player and you want to take a visit to OU, it sounds like Yes, OU will allow you to to take that visit here. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's it's probably Brent Menable's recognition of whatever the other school's policy is. He's going to say, look, you know what? If you're going to commit to them, but they're going to let you continue to take visits, sure, come on down. I don't much care. It's not going to fly with me, but hey, if that's what they're okay with, by all means. Now, if you want to commit here, <laughs> you can't uh, maybe be uh, running around and doing the yeah, same you, stuff. Yeah, you can get shut uh, the hell down once right. you get here. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, all right, you got four uh, prospects in this weekend. Let's see if uh, OU can uh, get a commit. What still? I guess still four commits in the uh, current class right now, which I think ranks 16th with 24-7 sports. Notre Dame yeah, got the one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Notre Dame's got the number one class. I think Texas Tech uh, still has the number two class, Arkansas, in there somewhere as well. So, all right. Didn't get Lebius Overton, but uh, good days are still ahead for this program and uh, for the state of recruiting. One final segment of Locked In coming up next. Keep it locked here, right on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. All right, final segment of Locked In on a Friday. Locked In with McComas and Thune right here on the ref inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. We use a crystal ball for pretty much everything on the show, especially when it comes to recruiting. So let's use a crystal ball on the big news of the day. Justin Harrington, who entered into the transfer portal last October, Brent Vittables and the new staff like, all right, come on, we'll take you. Out of the portal you go. Uh, but we're going to take your scholarship and we're going to take your jersey number. Crystal Ball, how does this year end up for, for Harrington? What happens? Does he see the field? Does he make an impact? It's hard to say right now just because, you know, like I said, he did look good on day one today, but you don't know how indicative that is of where he's at physically. You'd like to believe there isn't a whole lot of rust to shake off, but it might be easier – in, to believe in theory than in practice when you're talking about a guy that hasn't played organized football in six months. So I would say he is – I'll say he's in the two deep. In the two deep, but we see him pretty sparingly throughout the I year. I would say he gets sporadic action. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of with you. I mean, if there's – Knock on wood, but if there's a ton of injuries in the back end, then sure, I, I think Justin Harrington could end up – playing a big role in the defense, but if guys continue to develop, if OU stays healthy throughout the season, I'm with you. I think he is a fringe, two-deep guy if he's there. I don't think we see a whole lot of Justin Harrington. I think, Parker, his career 
or at least his year probably ends up a lot of what it's been the past couple of years of where, you know, we're talking of what it might look like, but we never see exactly what the finished product is going to be. Okay, th- Air Comfort Solutions text line here. Um, so I I don't listen to the podcast on the prairie. I know I should, and it's nothing against Jay Hall and Braden Willis. I just don't have time generally to sit down and listen to a podcast. But apparently, so on the last podcast on the prairie, this come this comes via one of our listeners. Uh, Braden was talking about spring ball and said, "I will get all my stock and take it to the bank." For Javante Barnes. He's not on the team, but he obviously knows what's going on right now. Jeremiah Hall said no, that, No, that's, that's Braden Willis. That oh, Braden Willis yeah, said yeah. that. Okay, well, th- well, yeah, then he definitely knows. He is on the team. Um, that's 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 interesting. I, I mean, if you don't want to take it from him, who, who do you want to take it from? You know, and that's a guy's opinion. Not only is he on the team, Parker, but in terms of like guys' opinions about football that you respect right now, Braden Willis would be pretty high up on the list. Yeah, generally the guys that are standing alongside these dudes in the heat of battle on a day-to-day basis are the ones who have the best reads on who can play and who can't. Well, that's big because there's a lot of newcomers on this team, a lot of fresh faces that Braden Willis is getting to see. And if a true freshman back like Javante Barnes is making that big of an impact, okay. I, I I am inclined to believe it. Here's the pessimist's take on Justin Harrington. If he plays in the spring game and plays well, he hits the portal no, again. That's no, the no, text no, line. no, 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 no. No, if he had any if he had any thought of going elsewhere, then he probably would have gone elsewhere. While I mean, he was in the portal for several months, Parker. Like he didn't have anywhere else to he go. He didn't have anywhere else to go. Like he's he's here. He's locked in here to OU. So he may play well in the spring game. For his sake, I hope he does. But regardless if he plays or doesn't play or if he plays poorly or if he's the best player on the field, he he's gonna stay at OU throughout the season. I firmly believe that. I he does like I I know I just said it, but it bears repeating. He doesn't have anywhere else to go. If he did have anywhere else to go, he would have gone there. Yep. That's the reality. And I feel like at this point, he understands that, okay, if you hit the portal again, you are really banking on having a taker because at that point, you are done at Oklahoma. Well, you're done. You're not coming yeah, back a second time. You're done at OU. Like, someone would have to illegally reach out to yeah, you Yeah, you'd say, have to get tampered with. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's no other way. A&M would have to tamper with you and say, hey, we legit have a scholarship for you and a spot in the 2D. Just go ahead and come on over. As far as the Peyton Bowen conversation, one thing we did neglect to mention, he's high school teammates with Jackson Arnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that had that on the text line. So that, that helps OU out for sure. Real glad you appear in Tulsa. I like this text line too. It's hard to get in on the phone. Yeah, we like the text line too. You can involve more people on the text line. It's, it's quick. People can get their thoughts in. Uh, I'm a big fan of the text line, and uh, I, I know I speak for, for Parker. We appreciate that you guys are – Lining up right as soon as the show starts to interact. And we we want all your questions. We might not always be able to get to all of your questions, and we apologize for that. But any recruiting questions, any team questions you have, uh, send them in on the reg, and we'll try to hit them as much as possible. Someone was at – we were uh, discussing running backs earlier. Someone was asking if there's any running backs in the portal that OU could be interested in. Um there is a running back in the portal right now, but not someone that you will be interested in. 
Kamar Wheaton is still technically in the in the portal right now. Probably I mean, hey, SMU, maybe they can be like, you can come walk on here. Yeah, do, do the Justin Harrington. Yeah, I, he never had a jersey number here, but he'd be a guy that probably wouldn't have a scholarship either if you uh, if you took him. One listener says Harrington legit four three, and in an interview said he could get to four one if focused on sprinting only. Both parents uh, are track athletes. Four I, one. I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, he he's at. Let's just keep it at this. He's really athletic. Okay. Like four one speed, we're talking about he'd have post the best numbers at the NFL Combine. Yeah, by far. So let's not let's not throw out crazy numbers like that. I'll take the four three. Yeah, four the, three. The four three. He runs a four three in pads. Then let's have a different conversation about. I mean, my he, thoughts on him just barely scraping the two deep. Okay. If he if he runs a four three in pads, I promise you he runs a four one out of pads. Yeah, no doubt. All right, that'll do it for Parker. Parker's gonna be in Dallas and Kansas City this weekend. Yeah, a lot of driving ahead. Woo. Good luck, buddy. Hope you get some rest in between that. All right, the rush coming up next. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.